Think about it. Everything is polluted. The environment, the government, the schools, you name it. We're on uncensored tonight. Nice, clean little bandwidth. No one else is using it. Price is right. I like the idea that a voice can just go somewhere uninvited like a dirty thought in a nice, clean mind. Guess who? It's me again. The little attitude for all of you in white bread land. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? You out there? You listening? What's up, fam? Good to see you guys out there today. I, my computer is <laughs> a little bit overloaded right now, uh, so bear with me, guys, as I get everything set up here. You're looking live at the foxhole.app. That's right, the foxhole.app. Do me a favor when you get a second. Go over to the foxhole.app, grab the link, drop it in your favorite social media, and tell people to t- check us out. Tell them to check out what we're trying to do over here. Basically, we're all scattered. Rob and I were just talking about this. We're all scattered all over the internet um, on purpose, and what we're trying to do is bring everyone together in a one spot where you can find all of our links, all of your favorite platforms, and we're trying to bring it all together. And that's the goal of the foxhole.app. So do me a favor. Help spread the word, and do me a favor also. Help support free speech platforms like uh, the foxhole.app. Click support us right up top there and help support them however you can. Uh, secondarily, go over to Brothers Uncensored, the website, uncensoredabe.com. Check it out when you guys get time. Uh, the pod, the podcast is up. Uh, we're up in, like, uh, I think, episode 75, almost 80 now, uh, approaching 1,500 downloads already. The podcast, Joe, it's been just great. Podbeam, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, iHeart. Uh, pick pick a podcast platform, search Brothers on Century, you'll be able to find us and all the previous episodes. Thank you all for supporting that as well. Scroll down a little bit more, you can see the previous shows. Method show on Foxhole Friday was a lot of fun. If you guys missed that, check that out. Previous interviews with Robert, who was here today. The Michael Yan interview is up. Also, as the previous live mobile events, which we hope will be kicking off in the near future here again. The, the uh, uh, newsletter is up and going, so do me a favor. Check out the newsletter right there. You'll get an email once a week letting you know what you missed last week and what's upcoming this week. So check that out when you get time as well. Foxhole, Twitch, YouTube hates us. Fuck them. DLive, CloudHub, and Tiger Network are also free speech platforms. Help support CloudHub and Tiger Network. Tor3.com are the places you can find us there as well. The blog is up. Every, every time there's an important article, you can always find it there. If you can't grab it while we're live, finally, scroll down a little bit more, and you'll see how you can help support us Cash at PayPal, PayPal, Patreon for either Joe or I. If you join our Patreon, you get access to our private Discord, at which point you can come hang out with us and see what I'm cooking, like those sweet-ass ribs that I cooked last night. Man, those things were tasty. Finally, scroll down a little bit more. Our our official show sponsor, RiseAttireUSA.com, and our store, which we had a sale over the weekend for the first and finally uh, available Brothers Uncensored new logo gear. So check that out when you guys get time. The shirts and the hats and the, and the hoodies are all up there. If you guys didn't get a chance to get one this time for the sale, We'll do a sale about once a month, guys. So so if you missed this one, we have more merchandise coming in the store. Uh, check that out when you guys get time. Appreciate you guys supporting us and helping to uh, get the word out about the Brothers Uncensored site. With that, I want to welcome my bro Joe into the show and see what you have going on this weekend, bro. How are you today? Uh, doing great. Glad to be here with you and with Robert as well. I see you all out there in Foxhole. What's up, fam? And a D-Live as well. Uh, yeah, if you guys uh, had a chance to uh, watch the show last night, uh, the the Texan and I were kicking it around with some music, 
And uh, it was a real good time. So hopefully you guys had a chance to check that out. But uh, I am also very excited uh, to have Robert here. Robert is a Green Beret. He also turned the co-founder of the First Amendment Priority. I can't say it. Praetorian. Thank you. Um, I said I said it wrong. He's also <laughs> entrepreneur. He also is an author. He's got a book called The Pact, and it's a trilogy. Um, he's got looks like two of them out so far. We'll ask him about the third one, and maybe he's working on that currently. He also has a book called Love Me When I'm Gone: The True Sto- True Story of Life, Love, and Loss of a Green Beret, Green Beret in Post 9/11 War. There it is. There's the pact. Al's holding it up right now. So I am super excited. Robert Patrick Lewis, how are you doing today? Thank you for being here. I'm doing great, brothers. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, it's good to have you, man. It's been a it's been a long time since we had a chance to talk. I know you've been super busy and man, after the after the events of last year coming into January, it was just uh I think we were all kind of in shock of what of how everything kind of took went down. And I think a lot of us had to take kind of a step back and say did we really just see what we just saw? I think a lot of us were just really taken back by that. And there was a lot of people in our podcaster community that were like, man, what, what <laughs> are they really just going to do this right in front of our eyes? So, I mean, you know, how you been basically since, since uh, January, I had a great weekend. I want to talk to you guys a little bit about the weekend, but uh, first let me just say, you know, how you been, man, what have you been up to since, uh, since January? Good. And say, I think everybody had the same thing. It just felt like we got a, a punch in the gut, right? Especially, you know, we were in DC nearly every weekend for that last month there. And, you know, having that team, even after January 6th, protecting General Flynn and Sidney Powell and Patrick Byrne, uh, our team that was there and I, you know, over there overseeing them a lot. I think a lot of us really got taken aback that, that it happened and that it was so blatant, right? And that now it's, it's very much like Pravda where, we're having to pretend like we didn't see it or it's just all over the place. Right. And so a lot of people had, like you said, had to kind of take a step back and, and reassess and lick our wounds and and stand back up. But, you know, one of the things that gives me a lot of, of uh, pride and patriotism, I guess makes me happy now is seeing not only are, are more and more people waking up and that's, I mean, there are so many people on all sides of the spectrum that saw what happened that are starting to see this evidence come out. That's, you know, some of the things that First Amendment Praetorian has been doing has been helping Matt DePerno with the investigation in his legal case in Antrim, Michigan, Sydney Powell with her different cases. And, you know, a lot more people are starting to see and understand really just like the, the gravity and just how big of a fraud this really was. And there are a lot of people that we never would have expected that are seeing it and they're that that are pissed off. One of the people in Arizona that's really pushing this is a guy named John Brakey, and he's a Bernie Sanders supporter. But he's had a um, he's had an election integrity uh, foundation that he's been running for 20 years, and he not a fan of President Trump, but he is a fan of free and fair elections. And that's another thing that we're seeing is that you know the classical liberals, you know, war makes strange bedfellows, right? And the classical liberals, and there are people that are on the left that follow Democrat ideals, but don't align with the Democrat Party in its current Marxist iteration. They're becoming some of our greatest allies because they already kind of exist on that side of the spectrum and they're just as angry as we are. They, you know, they may not want president Trump there, but they don't want a fraud in the white house. And another thing that, you know, we're seeing the closer you look and there are all kinds of theories out there. There's all kinds of stuff all over the place. Some of those are purposeful disinformation. Some of these, those are meant to paint us as whack jobs, but there is a lot of stuff going on that you, you cannot explain. 
there is a lot there are a lot of these little proof points going on that are very 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 interesting and it seems like things are ramping up right i would, to, I would absolutely agree with that i think you know we've, we've been doing our best part to try to try to keep us as rational as possible with all that disinformation and that's the hard part is is you know you We've all fallen for, I think we're all kind of impatient. That's just kind of built into who we are. We're this now, now, now society that I used to talk about that's kind of frustrating. We're all, we're all kind of victims of it, right? We're all, we're all used to getting what we want right now. I think, I think the biggest thing that we all need is an understanding that, man, we are in a, a generational fight. And if you think this is just going to be a, a quick, a quick, happy ending. Uh, that's not not really living in reality of the battle that we face. That that that's really, uh, I think, the hard part for a lot of people to understand is is we are really up against it, and we we were we seriously were very close to losing, and we still are very close to losing this uh, great republic. Yeah, I absolutely agree, and that's you know I, I've heard a couple of people saying that it's going to take just as long to fix, maybe longer than it did to break. And like, I personally, when you look back through our timeline, I think our media started being infiltrated by communists around the Vietnam War, right? Because it was the media that Absolutely. was the American media that turned the populace against the military when we were winning, right? And I think that it goes that far back and, you know, it, it is diabolical. They knew they couldn't beat us, you know, man to man. They couldn't beat us in combat. So they infiltrated our nation and they started the media and they got into politicians and now they've got into woke corporate CEOs and it's just, it's like tentacles that have gone throughout our society. And, you know, that's the thing. It's, we understand it's going to be a long slug. We may want it to be quick, but we have the option of either stepping back, not doing anything, allowing them to fully take over and have our kids have to shoot their way out of communism, or we can push back now and do it probably for the rest of our generation and at least leave our, our kids in a, you know, in a place where they're building back up our society to the way it was rather than from the ashes. Yeah, man. And that's, that's really what it's about. And that's, that's, you know, all we got to do is just keep moving the needle. What can you do? What have we done today? You know, have what, who, what, just take one step a day and seeing what you can do to help. Um, you know, I, I want to talk more about uh, what you've been up to and what you, what we have coming. Uh, but first I want to start with this. Do me a favor, guys. We have a lot of events upcoming and we're getting ready to talk about that here in a moment. But I want I want to show you guys the link that uh, I have shown you guys in the past, and you have helped support us and help support me and my brother on trying to do what we can to help patriots who are standing up and just just want to be able to have their voice heard without uh, you know their head being having their heads bashed in or, or their in, their dinner interrupted, and that's what the the goal of First Amendment Praetorian is, and we are going to be having events kicking off here in the very near near future. So those of you that have been generous and understand the mission that Robert and I and others are standing up to try to do, do me a favor. Here is the link, 1A Praetorian. If you can help us, we have a lot of events. We need your help. We really do need your help. And and basically, I, most of you I know cannot help financially. That's fine. Just do me a favor. Tell somebody out there. Put it on your social media. Say, grab this link. Help support these great patriots that are standing up to help support people who are just trying to have a voice without having their heads bashed in. Uh, it's sad that we got to be here, Robert, but unfortunately, here we are. It is. And that's, you know, another thing also, if you, if you can't support the group financially, helping spread our message is a huge help. And also if you have that military law enforcement or intelligence community background uh, this year, you know, there was a, a big period from January to now where there was not a lot going on. But if you look at the calendar of patriotic events, picking back up, 
it's about to start. And I, I told everybody in our group, enjoy the downtime while we have it, because it's going to get crazy when it starts up again. And it really is. We've got this Memorial Day weekend event coming up. We've got an event at the beginning and at the end of July, beginning and end of August. We've got multiple groups asking us to do, one's a 25 city bus tour uh, coinciding with the midterm elections next year. Another one, the, the group doing this Memorial Day uh, Patriot event in Dallas wants to do a, a multi-city event as well. And there's a lot of stuff picking up. I, I mean, like we were talking about earlier, people, we licked our wounds, we picked ourselves back up, we're starting to brush off and now people are about to go back at a full force because they are pissed. You know, there's a lot of previous, a lot of people uh, even, you know, in my life, a lot of my friends that are not involved in this group, but they just believe that politics is all rhetoric, right? And they, they truly believe that all this stuff leading up to the election about Joe Biden being compromised by China, about all these people that are trying to take over the country being legitimate Marxists and about them trying to destroy the country, they just thought it was political rhetoric. And now they're starting to see the steps that they have taken, completely open border, pipeline down. We're no longer energy uh, out exporters. Today we have to start, we're, we're importing uh, oil and gas from Europe now because the US, which just a year ago was the largest exporter of energy on the planet is now having to import because that's how bad Biden has done. Look at the stock market today, it's tanking. All these things with critical race theory in schools, the local DAs that let every rioter off from the BLM riots that are now putting, you know, in DC, they've got patriots from the January 6th thing, they're still in solitary confinement. Yep. But the people that tried to lock ICE agents inside their facility and burn it down, no issues, nothing with them. They, it, it, people see it now. People are starting to see it and they're pissed off. And thankfully, I, it, it's terrible, but it seems to have finally been, it's the great awakening. It's people waking up and realizing, oh my Lord, that wasn't just political rhetoric. That is really what these crazy people are trying to do. And they see it everywhere. And now people are getting hopping mad. Yeah. And for what you guys have done, uh, being someone who, you know, watched all the events and watch people get attacked and, you know, being frustrated as hell, being somebody that's like, man, why isn't there somebody out there who's protecting these people? And then all of a sudden one AP pops up and I see you guys out there doing your thing. And my brother who, uh, you know, joined you guys early on, I can't, I can't thank you enough for first off having my brother involved because I know it's something that he really appreciates doing. And January 5th, I was able to come out there um, with you guys in DC, not knowing that I was going to be with you guys. I just thought (laughs) I was going to be hanging out um, off to the side, but the the way you guys took me in, the way you guys accepted me um, just, just, I, I, I can't even explain that moment, January 5th, where, you know, I got the debrief and I got to meet the guys and the girls and everybody involved, just how amazing the people are uh, that are all involved in, and all going towards one common goal, freedom. I mean, I mean, just freedom. That's, that's it. It doesn't matter, you know, what level, I mean, there's a lot of levels there, of course, but uh, it's just so amazing. And then to see how you guys coordinate, to see how you guys work together, um, it, it's just undescribable, amazing what you guys are doing to keep patriots safe, to keep people safe, um, putting yourselves in front of others. It, it's truly amazing. So I just wanted to point that out. You guys kind of you guys went through so much in that first 15 minutes. Um, that was so amazing. Obviously, also talking about how long we've been under this sort of spell for 
um, and expecting it to be turned over in four years. That's something that I, I realized very early on that this kind of corruption, this kind of stuff that's been going on for a very long time is not going to turn over quickly. It's going to take a lot, but I tell you, Trump was like a, a bull in a China shop, man. And he stirred this shit up and it's amazing to watch. Well, and you wonder, like, was that his purpose, right? A lot of people are trying to theorize, is he going to run again in 2024? Like, there, you know, there's the idea that he could speak of the House and try to do, and do all that. There's a lot of different things out there. But, you know, and, and after January 6th, I heard a lot of people saying, well, you know, it's all in God's hands. This is part of God's plan. And, you know, sometimes God's plan is to make things get really, really dark. So everybody has to, you know, can see it and you can no longer deny it. And there is that, you know, that thinking, what if that was President Trump's entire purpose was to show us just how bad it had gotten? Because nobody else would have done that. Nobody else could have done that. And he still, from Mar-a-Lago, is able to just put something out and you see just these rabid dogs who have had nothing to complain about since he's been out of office, right. try to get it on attack. And you see, you see it. People, I mean, people that never would have called themselves MAGA or patriots or supportive of this are starting to see just how ridiculous it is and just how bloodthirsty, you know, and that it's been said ad nauseum, but if the election was perfectly fine and safe and secure and above board, why are they fighting so hard to try to stop the Maricopa audit? Why is the DOJ, federal agency, who, when President Trump would say anything about November 3rd, every, all the media would say, state, it's a state's rights thing. Voting, voting is state rights. Federal government has no place in it. And now that Biden's DOJ is trying to uh, uh, harass the Maricopa audit, silence. But people see that, right? If it's all above board, why are they putting all of their weapons towards trying to stop that? But thankfully, it's not just that. Matt DiPerno up in Antrim, Michigan, if your listeners haven't seen all the stuff that he's come up with, go oh, watch. Now that. Michigan has asked for a full forensic audit, which is awesome. Wyndham, New Jersey. Uh, the town politicians there tried to put a, a, a partisan who was anti any kind of audit in charge of the audit in Wyndham, New, Jer New Hampshire. And there's other ones that nobody's talking about. Dr. Uh, Shiva up in Massachusetts, who was a, he was a double MIT physics PhD. Did and a great PhD. job. He did. And he's still going, but they won't talk about it. Nobody in the media will talk about it. And there's all these little things all across the country that a lot of people don't know about it because the media will not report it. Social media will censor it. But it's there. If you pay attention, if people, if you're out there keeping your keeping your nose to the grindstone on this stuff, you can see that it's out there, and we're making this progress in all these different directions, and it's driving them insane. But they got nothing to hide. What are they so worried about? Uh, that's the question. I mean, you know, I, I I'm kind of you know Joe Hoff sometimes spins some narratives. I'm kind of curious about what the DOJ is actually doing. It's possible that the DOJ is getting involved in the cr criminal complaint as well. I mean, I, I don't want to. I don't want to have too much hope on the DOJ. Don't get me wrong. I'm not expecting too much justice coming out of this. But it's possible that there's there's a reason why the DOJ got involved in, in that case because there was criminal activity. I would, I just had a feeling that when this does finally come, we're gonna, we got in a couple of weeks before Arizona comes. Deeper Nino, how do you say his name? Matt. The Perno uh, was uh, was testifying today uh, in the Michigan case, and they have a continuance until uh, the end of May and then into early June. So there's just 
it, the justice system is just lagging and taking its good old time. They they talk for 15 minutes. All right, well, we'll see you next week. It's like, really, dude? What What's the whole point of all of this? So um, I, I do think that there was a lot of stuff coming. Now, the outcomes of what may come, I think, are, are where in the expectations, managing those expectations, I think, is what I've been trying to do, and, and that's with my audience here specifically. Um, and that those expectations are, even if the, the fraud is proven, what what are the next steps that can be taken? And one of those steps is maybe Arizona could go to work towards decertifying the vote. And then what would happen if other states would would follow suit? Um, my my understanding that there is nothing in the Constitution that says you can unelect a president once he's been been sworn into office. So it would take something historic. Not saying it couldn't happen, but just on the on the probability of outcomes. I don't see Biden going away unless he dies and for the next three years. I think we have to live in that reality of this is what they're going to shove down our throats and they're going to make us try to accept this reality. What can we do in the meantime is making sure that our local legislatures, like the ones in Arizona, like the ones here in Wisconsin, hear our voices and say, listen, you need to make sure that this this election was absolutely uh, on the up and up. And if there, if there was any chance of fraud, make sure that those are disproven. And if there is evidence that, that the election outcome is, is in question, then work to decertify the votes. I think that's the that's the. That's where our energy can be well-placed, is putting pressure on our local leaders to get the, the legislatures involved. Yeah, and it took, it took a lot uh, for any of the local legislatures anywhere to actually be willing to stand up and do anything or say anything. <clears throat> but thankfully, they finally did. Now, of course, by the time they had, it was too late or nearly too late. It was too late to really do anything. But that's exactly what we need to do. We need them to understand how much support they have to do this and how pissed off people are that they didn't do this months ago. But they need to know that the populace is behind them. And anybody that does not support this or gets in the way of these elections, they're gonna, there's, in a, there's an enormous voting block that is very angry on all sides of the, of the political spectrum. And that's, it is enraging to see, you know, these court cases where they specifically yeah. drag their feet so that it would miss the timeline. Uh, DePerno's case in, in Enter Michigan, the Antrim County clerk has been uh, in going in there and physically miscategorizing his cases and refusing to put them on the docket. Again, just ridiculous little petty things that are easy to see and, and, and highly illegal. And you ask, like, why? Why would you be going to these links? You know, Raffensperger refusing to turn over data. Other states, I think Pennsylvania, taking their data off of their website so people couldn't actually go in and dig for, go, dig for themselves. The people, the legislatures need to know that the people are pissed off and this is what we want, no matter what the outcome, no matter what it leads to. But, you know, one thing that we've seen over the last four years is that the left projected everything on President Trump that Biden is actually doing, right? They called him a fascist. Now Biden is actually combining the state and corporations, which is fascism. That's exactly what fascism is. And one of the things that they were parroting a lot towards the end of last year was, what happens if he loses the election and refuses to leave office? And I feel like that's a prophecy, right? So even if this is proven, even if it's incontrovertible proof that Biden was in there via fraud, I don't think he's going to leave willingly. And so that's, you know, what do we do at that point? We're writing the history books. This has never really happened before. That audit in Maricopa is the largest audit that has ever happened in our nation's history. So what happens next? 
I don't know. There was a guy on Twitter, you know, after January 6th, a lot of people were up in arms about Pence and Pence's refusal to do anything, right? And whether it was, you know, the 30 pieces of silver that we saw him be given, you know, while he was actually there that day, uh, whether it was if Mark Short, you know, his, uh, his uh, Pence whisperer telling him not to do that, which that's, that dude is as swampy as it gets. Yes, he is. Whatever it is. As somebody was saying, it's a lawyer that was on Twitter was saying, well, what was Pence supposed to do? He didn't have any constitutional uh, reasoning to be able to do anything. And that's what makes me so angry is that, do you think Mark Elias asked what the constitutional ramifications would for would be for changing election law no, all across the country? Not at all. Do you think Zuckerberg asked what the constitutional implications would be before we put $400 million that nobody knows where it went and he gave it to all these small towns that just so happened to have all this fraud in it? Mm-hmm. That's the big issue, right? Is that we're unwilling to push the limit. We are, but the people we've elected are not willing to push the limit and we're fighting people who run all the way over the limit. Let me, just amplify, let me just amplify your point right there because there's probably a Media Matters meathead out there that's spinning what you <laughs> just said. Listen, I understand that your argument is there's no proof of fraud. There's $400 million given illegally to the election here in Wisconsin. I know because I live here. And that $400 million went to uh, voting boxes that were remote that don't have any way of, of confirming who put the ballot in the freaking box. So if you want to if you want to argue your narrative, fine go ahead. The reality of the matter is is that there are no shortage of 120,000 votes that Zuckerberg bought in this state that clearly spun the election towards Biden and it I it drives me nuts that these people live in this reality where they actually believe Biden got 80 million votes. I just I can't I can't understand how somebody can actually deny all the empirical evidence around them or just not even look at it because they want to believe the outcome is, is accurate. But I can't, I can't even live in the same realm as somebody who actually believes Biden got 80 million votes. Well, you know, and so that's one of the biggest problems that we're up against. I have, you know, friends in my family that are longtime CNN viewers and New York times readers. And, you know, they, they have certain media outlets that we know have been unwilling to tell the truth. But these people have been taught their entire life, if you want to be up to date on what's going on in the world, go to CNN or MSNBC or New York Times or Time Magazine or whatever it is. And they, they genuinely don't understand that they're not being shown a lot of this stuff. There were some crazy number, like 30% of people who voted for Biden after the election said they would not have voted for him had they known about the Hunter Biden laptop, right? Like that's election interference. That's why Facebook censored it. That's why Twitter censored it. That's why the media wouldn't touch it, talk about it. That's why those swampy intelligence officials all came out with that letter saying it was Russian disinformation. And there is no accountability against them now that it's been proven empirically that it was his. And I've got a friend of mine that I was seeing uh, pretty recently that is actually friends with the guy that owns the store that the laptop was in. And I'll just say there's a lot more that's going to be coming out about that very soon where it will be impossible for anyone to deny that that was Hunter's laptop. Yeah. And with the criminality that's on that and the just disgusting nature of that guy, and it's, it's crazy. But back to the point, there's a large part of the country based on the media they watch, the way that social media is built to kind of pigeonhole people into their own you know, groups with, with like, like-minded people that don't know this stuff. They don't get to see any of it. 
because they've been terrified of, of venturing over to Fox News or OANN or those crazy white right-wingers. So on, they, they stick to CNN in these places that they think are the people they're supposed to trust, and they do not ever see any of this. And that's the thing that drives you mad. Like, how? How do you, you know, everybody is locked in their homes, everything's closed down, can't go to church. These pe places that people typically would meet and talk and discuss these issues that may, they may see differently have all been closed down. So these people, they have the direct line of propaganda to send to the people that they want. Thankfully, the media is losing viewers hemorrhaging. I mean, they're leaking them like a sieve, which is great. But we still, that's where alternative media, that's where shows like this pop up. And you know, the more people you can bring in when they walk away from CNN or MSNBC, that's great. But there are still millions of people that tune into that stuff every day and they do not get to see what's going on. And they see everything being ridiculed. I saw these clips of, um, I think Anderson Cooper, or, uh, Wolf Blitzer, talking about the Maricopa audit. And you look at the words they use when they're describing it, and it's meant to ridicule it. It's meant to make anybody who sees that think, why would I pay attention to the Maricopa audit? What a bunch of dingbats, what are they doing? You know, and that this fact, this fact that, you know, they, they say, that they did a full audit already in, in Maricopa, but now it's come out that the people in charge of the election in Maricopa don't even have the passwords for the machines, right? Yeah. That, so that means how could they have done an audit? How could they have done an audit if they don't even have the passwords for the machines? But that piece of evidence will never be shown to this group of people. They'll never know that. Yeah. Unless we have a way to break through to them, but social media keeps us walled off so we can't talk to them. Remember, it used to be you could period at and then it handle and everything was supposed to go to that person's that group's followers right that does not work anymore for cnn or new york times or msnbc or any of those they have us firewalled off so none of the stuff we're talking about or finding out about can get over to them it's in, it's insane it is Probably. and it's you know the media's role in what got us to this point is a is a case study of uh how a color revolution happens it's, it's just i mean it's playbook and it's all you got to do is open your eyes to see what they're telling you. And we, Joe and I try to cover that every day. Listen to what they're telling us. Those of you that missed it out there, um, this is Robert Patrick Lewis, a friend and a colleague, uh, somebody who is a leader in the community of trying to help people in any way he can. His whole life is dedicated to helping others. God bless him for that. Here's the website, First Amendment Praetorian, 1APraetorian.com. Do me a favor. We have a bunch of events that are going to be firing up here in the next uh, month or so. So we need your guys' help. If you can't help financially, do me a favor and go over to the website and share the link with somebody who you think might be able to help. We do need your help. If you know somebody who can, at the very least, do me a favor and help spread the word. Joe, how's chat doing? Are they enjoying the conversation so far? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Danicki Sandals said, what about the 150 plus million people who voted and there's only 137 mil registered? We're not allowed to do math now. Um, Even the census said there were 4 million more voters than there are people in this country, legally in this country, right? Yep. 400,000 ballots in, in Georgia that still don't have chain of custody from the drop boxes you were talking about earlier, Alan. That's exactly what it is. 400,000. What's the margin in Georgia? Like 12,000? Yeah, right? 13,000 13, max, yeah. But so, and so Matt Brainerd, they went through a lot of stuff in Georgia specifically. And it's crazy that each of those states had so much fraud out there. Um, but Georgia, so it is illegal to vote. What was it? It's illegal to vote from a P.O. box in Georgia. It's against the law. And they have found 20, 30,000 of them where people registered a P.O. box, but changed it and said apartment number 
so that they could, you know, that they could vote from this PO box that's, you know, illicitly registered so they can never be tracked down. There is just so much blatant, rampant. And Rudy, Rudy Giuliani was partially correct when he was saying that, you know, he and Steve Bannon are big on this. You don't even need the machines. You can prove the fraud via the analog methods. Sure. But it, it, it's bananas. When you add both of them, the machine fraud and the, and the analog fraud, just how much and how blatant Peter Navarro has known since two weeks after the election, all these areas, all these layers yeah. of, of massive fraud. And we've covered the Navarro report in depth here. And so, I mean, it's funny to watch the media matters meatheads. I love calling them that because that's exactly what they are. Just deny the, the real, the, deny the facts. They, there's, they don't deny that there's all of this information out there. They just discredit the source. And it's just laughable to watch how easily they write stuff off. And it's only because they, the preferred outcome of what they wanted to happen happened. Um, yep. Let's talk about uh, what, what's upcoming. Uh, we got about 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes before Joe does his uh, rapid fire. And I know you've been extremely busy. So what have you been up to? Like, who have you been working with? I know you've been talking to several people behind the scenes to try to get, uh, you know, some coordination between groups. It's, it's like, like wrangling cats. It's got to be a lot of fun to try to organize people together. But what you've been working on and what, what can you tell us about what's upcoming for First Amendment Praetorian? Yeah, so our group started off centered around events, right? The whole group started because I saw people getting attacked for just for showing, using their First Amendment constitutionally enshrined God-given rights to express freedom of speech, right? Their political ideology, who they supported, and they would get beaten up or attacked or intimidated. And so we started off as a group to go to these events and protect people so that people could you know, go from their car to the event, the event to their car, they could be at the event and not have to worry about being harassed or intimidated. But we've kind of branched out in a lot of ways since that started just by the, what was needed and the talent that we had on our team and all these different things. And so the intelligence piece has picked up a lot where we do a lot of research. Like I said earlier, we helped Aperno, uh, we helped Sidney Powell, uh, we had team, people on Giuliani's team, uh, and we have people there both physically helping protect people, but also our intel people that have been digging into a lot of stuff that's going on and, and trying to figure that out. So one of the things I've been doing over the last few months is, is gaining allies, right? Partnering with other people, other groups around the country uh, to see what we can do to help, right? Because protecting people at events is a huge part, but I think awakening the public and, and helping get all this information stuff out there is another big one. So we've aligned with a couple of other groups uh, on the intelligence side. One of the things that we're about to start doing is highlighting corruption state by state. I believe to take the Republic back a lot of it has to be local, right? Because I, if I'm in Topeka, Kansas, or Los Angeles, California, or any other any other city, I hear about all this stuff in D.C., and I know D.C. is a cesspool. It's gross. It's full of corruption. That's what it is. Government's going to government, right? That's what they're doing. I think to really get people back uh, in line and understand what's going on, we got to get to the local level. We have to be able to show them in your state, in your town, your mayor, your governor, your own, you know, these direct representatives of you, are corrupt. So we're going to start highlighting corruption all across the country, state by state. We've aligned with some other groups that we're going to start doing that. Uh, we've worked on a lot of other intelligence products. Uh, we're, we're starting, we actually, some of our intel was, was going to President Trump's desk there in the last month that he was there. Our reports were <laughs> going directly to the president, which that blew my mind, man. But it's, it, right. it, it kind of shows, you know, the talent and the work that we have on our team. Uh, another thing that we're doing is we've aligned with Bards, I think uh, probably a lot of your listeners know Bards FM, yep. uh, aka Bards of War. Hoping to collaborate with been, him in the near future. Yeah, 
and he's boy, that guy, he's busy. He's yeah. got a lot of stuff going no, on. He's I absolutely have a ton of respect for him and, and where he's shifted his show. Um, go ahead and talk about it, but you know, he's got some great initiatives going on out there and I would like to highlight those in the future. So I'm going to work on getting bars on with us guys here at some point in the future. Yeah, he does. The stuff that he's doing with the frontline doctors is, is amazing, but we're aligning with him on County by County, which is this plan that he's, he's aligning with constitutional sheriffs around the country. A lot of people don't understand just how much power a constitutional sheriff does because they are, uh, they're, they're not appointed. They are elected by the people and they have a lot of dominion. So we're, he's already creating these lists of constitutional, constitutional sheriffs around the country and we're aligning with them to form these resilience training groups in different communities all across the country where we go in there. And that's, I mean, my, you know, my training was at a, as a Green Beret. That's what Green Berets do. You jump into a place and you teach and, and train these other groups that are aligned with you on what you want to do. So we're going to go around the country doing these resilience training courses, helping Americans, regular Americans, you know, civilian background, military background, anything, understand what they need to do. If the worst case situation happens, how do you prepare? How do you take care of yourself? How do you do what you need to do to ensure that you and your family and your community will be okay? So that's, that's one of the things that I love because I get to go back to my you know, traditional training as a green right. brain. That's essentially yeah. what we're going to be doing. But I get to do it here. I mean, it's unfortunate that we have to do it here. Right. But to be able to do it here and not have to jump into you know, the, the deepest parts of Africa or you know, do it in Iraq or Afghanistan and actually be doing it here and training other Americans, it's something I wish I never would have had to do. But to do it here and to know that we're actually training our fellow countrymen and women, I think that's a great thing. Yeah, uh, a lot of events, yeah, it's, it's needed, right? Because that's the United States of America <clears throat> was formed by some of the most resilient people on the planet. People that left where they were, went, you know, sailed across the ocean and came here and started from scratch completely built you know their own and the ones that survived were extremely resilient yeah and that was a big part of our society until not really that long ago yeah. and now we have facebook and google and all these other things that you know people sit here like this instead of going outside and enjoying nature yeah. and so that's one thing we need to be put back into our society kids teenagers adults alike resilience they need to understand how to do things just basic tasks that people have completely forgotten. And, you know, if this truly is a Marxist takeover. I, uh, I wrote a series of articles, the darkest parts of history. History doesn't repeat itself, but the darkest parts always do about these murderous Marxist regimes throughout history. Stalin, Pol Pot, Lenin, Mao, all of them. Obama. And they all have kind of the same, who, what's that? Obama. <laughs> yes. And apparently Biden or whoever's, you know, whoever's the puppet master behind Biden. Obama part um, two. But, Every single one of them has their version of the Great Leap Forward, right? The ones that are very popular, Stalin and Mao, where they starved tens of millions of people because in this grand idea of socialism and communism, they try to nationalize farms and industry and production. And it's run by bureaucrats who don't know what they're doing. And it always results in mass starvation. So what do we do if that's what's happening here? If we can't stop this politically, what happens if they try to put the Great Leap Forward, their version in here in America, and everybody starts starving. So things like farming, right? Resilience. These are all these different types of things that we're going to be teaching people. Um, he's actually aligned with uh, Dr. Tim Penny and a lot of the frontline doctors to help teach courses about how to take care of yourself. So I was a special forces medic. I can teach the trauma. I'll teach trauma 
management, how you save somebody if they got shot or you know something bad happens. And then you have Dr. Tenpenny and these other frontline doctors, they're gonna help training. How do you take care of yourself now? You know, the ivermectin, the hydroxychloroquine, zinc, and just basic regimens of how to make sure that you're, you're, you're okay, not just in you know, China virus, but with everything else. So that's, there, that's one of the kind of larger scope things that we're gonna be working on. Right now we have the Memorial Day weekend coming up. The, um, Before you move off of that, uh, let, me, let me emphasize something that you said right there. The, 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 a uniting factor of America is we believe that we are sovereign citizens. The vast majority of Americans, don't, don't listen to the mainstream media, the vast majority of Americans just want to be left alone from the government and believe that we're sovereign citizens. How sovereign are we if we're dependent on our local grocery stores and our local infrastructure to keep us alive? I, I think a lot of people look at, at disaster planning as, as like people who are only out there that are worried about the worst is going to happen every day in their lives. Uh, to me, it just makes common sense to make sure that you have a plan in place just in case the worst were to happen. I just want to emphasize that. Uh, what, you mentioned uh, what is upcoming in, in the end of uh, May, and, and then after that, what were, you, what were you getting ready to say on that front? So the end of May is this uh, Forgotten Country Patriot Roundup that's going to be in Dallas, and that's Memorial Day weekend, a three- or four-day event. Memorial Day weekend. We have events, a July 4th event that we'll be doing down in Florida. That's like Freedom's Home now. We have an event in the end of uh, July that we'll be doing also in Florida, beginning of August and end of August. And then we have a lot of multi-city tours that are coming up where we'll be going with these different organizers that same, the same belief. They understand that local, it's going to be done local, right? It's got to be, people have to be inspired and taught and and shown what to do if we really want to take this country back. It's not just in DC. The end of last year, everything was in DC. We were there for several months constantly, right? Yeah. And that's getting the people that can travel there or will travel there. Most of the people that live in DC weren't attending those events, but people could travel there, but not everybody has the wherewithal or the time. So that's the thing about these multi-city tours is we're going to different communities all across the country and helping them educate them, understand what's going on, understand where the propaganda, where the media narrative is completely throwing them off, and most importantly, what they can do. I don't know if any of your um, uh, listeners listen to Bannon's War Room, but there's yeah. a guy that's been on there a lot over the last few months uh, named Dan Schultz. Dan Schultz was one of our first members. He signed up immediately. He's a lawyer from Arizona, and he's been telling people about the Precinct Project, and that is taking, oh, it's taking over by storm. And that's where he taught people, you know, the way that the GOP is actually set up, the way the country is set up is the power is supposed to be held at the local level. It's supposed to flow from every one of us, from the people to their elected representatives on up the chain. And people don't really, we, we lost sight of that. As the government got bigger and bigger, bigger, had more and more overreach, people lost sight of the fact that all constitutional power in the United States starts with us, it emanates from us. So he taught people in that precinct project, hey, you don't like how politics are going in DC, guess what? It all filters back to where you are right now. And so he's got people that are going, South Carolina is a huge one, Georgia is a huge one, all over the Eastern and, and throughout the whole country, people are taking back their local uh, political parts of power, right? Precinct committeemen is the big one that he talks about. And it's there at the local, not just within the politics, but within the populace, where we're going to go around and try to help uh, get with people and align with them on what's going on in their country and what they can do. That's the most important part. What can they do about it? Because there's a lot of people that are watching, 
you know, they watch the news, they're on social media and they see what's going on, but they, that's what they, I, I, they don't think they can do anything about it. Yeah. So if you understand how the system works, you can, every one of us can, it just takes a little effort, but again, we can push back now and we can try to save the Republic and our kids will still have to work or we can stand back and not do anything and our kids gonna have to shoot their way out. What is it? You, you vote your way into communism, you have to shoot your way out. And that's what we're coming to if we don't do anything about it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and people think that's that's hyperbolic. It's it's laughable that people don't understand how serious it's that we're up against. I, you know, I think there's a there's a certain part of the the boomer generation that kind of dropped the ball a little bit. I'll be completely honest with you. They they dropped the ball in a lot of ways that now you know the next generation, our generation, and the generations to come are going to have to like really step up what we're doing in order to fix the problem. You know, I do what I can by running my mouth and trying not to piss people off. It doesn't always work that well, but, but that's what I do. I have a, I have a loyal group of activists, people who, who help spread the message, help talk to somebody, help in any way they can, that, that kind of, you know, get, talk to one person, that person talks to 10, so forth. It, it, that, that'll grow. That That's what we can do. And I think we spend a lot of time in the kind of truther community, call it whatever you want to call it. It's, you know, the world that we live in is, is, is manufactured around us by the media and the government. So you can call the truther community, whatever you want to call it. It's a fight to, to try to find out what the hell is actually happening in the world. I think a lot of us would be well spent to make sure that we're supporting these kind of initiatives. And I want to do whatever I can to help support Bards and Dan, if I can, in any kind of way, I think that's really smart and really the, the, the great way to go going forward. So that, I'm going to make sure that we position us guys, those of you that are out there, I'm going to make sure I can try to collaborate with Bards in the future for sure. Um, what uh, what are, what else can you tell us about uh, the website and crowdfunding? I know you've had some problems with crowdfunding. In about uh, four minutes or so before we get to the rapid fire, tell us a little bit about the crowdfunding efforts and, and how others can help support as well. Yeah, and that's, you know, I have a lot of people and I honestly myself wondered how in the world during the great social media purge did all of our, our handles stay up, right? We have uh, first Praetorian or 1A Praetorian handles across all social media. They didn't get nixed, right? Somehow they stayed up, but they had a much stronger landed hit where they, they cut our crowdfunding. So our crowdfunding has been down from, I think, mid-December when the great social media purge happened until about last month. And there was a, a, a patriotic tech entrepreneur from Denver, yes, they do exist, uh, that actually got our crowdfunding back up at the, I think the middle of last month. And it's great, but we still had to, you know, we, we were working for several months with no crowdfunding, no ability to bring any money in. So now that we have all these things on the, on the agenda, all these different things on the calendar, both local and at the national level, Intel and physically in person, we're trying to get our crowdfunding back going, right? That's one thing that we noticed is when people after January, they got the gut punch of what happened, and there aren't as many people. The donations really, really slowed down, and we still have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do, and so that's why we're, we're dig, asking people to dig deep. If you have the wherewithal, every dollar, five dollars, anything you can afford uh, helps a lot, and if you can't afford to give any, just help us spread the message. You know, Tell anybody that you think might support a patriotic group like this. Um, send them our link. All of our crowdfunding links are on the homepage of 1apertorian.com. Uh, on our homepage, Cornerstone is the top logo uh, on the donate page. It is through this patriotic tech, tech entrepreneur in Denver. So none of your information goes through Silicon Valley. It's all on secure systems that are not going to be shared with anybody. You don't have to worry about being doxxed like you would with, with some other um, organizations for donating. Like we heard about the, the cop that was fired for donating Kyle Rittenhouse and just gross things that are yeah. going on. 
all of your information stays on the website and is routed through Denver and it's all held by a Patriot. So you don't have to worry about with that, that with us and we can really use it. Help support our intelligence going forward, help support our physical boots on the ground at these events. Every single dollar helps. Nope, oh, you're muted, babe. Yep, lost you. Whoops. What's the what was the average cost of um of an event in in thirty seconds or less, <laughs> a minute or less? Um, help help people understand the the logistics nightmare and the cost involved with trying to help uh, people who really need the help. Yeah, I mean, they went five to twenty thousand dollars. You know, like DC costs a lot more than Phoenix, Arizona did. But the things that you got to understand is even when we're not at an event. We have the cost of radios, which we have encrypted radios for our own system, which costs money. We have to have encrypted systems to keep all of our information, all the intelligence. That costs money. We have all these different things that, that are always underneath. And then you have the event where you're getting you know, 20 to 40 hotel rooms, feeding people for three or four days and flying people in. It's a pretty penny. Something went up to $20,000 an event. It's pretty expensive. But thankfully, we had enough patriots out there that donated little amounts and small amounts where we've been able to keep it going. And that's an amazing thing. And thankfully, all of our people are volunteer. None of us take a paycheck for this. Uh, but every single dollar, it's an enormous help towards this mission for, for what we have to do. Do me a favor, fam. If you can help in any kind of way, please help spread the word. Do whatever you can because, you know, I'm I'm trying not to to talk too much because I don't, I don't know exactly what everything wants to be out in the public right now, but there's a lot coming up. We need your guys' help. Rob, do you think there's a chance I'll be able to be in Dallas uh, next next month? I believe so. the end of this month. The end yeah, of this month? Absolutely. Yeah. So those of you out there in, in, in Dallas that are we're asking, um, I'll, I'll definitely get a chance to, to be over there, I hope. And, and with your guys' help, if you can help in any kind of way on a project like that. The week after that, I have my daughter's wedding, and I, I don't have any money to my name right now. So I don't know how I'm going to pull all this off. It's similar to how I did it last time, I think, when I showed up. And I had uh, zero twenty-five dollars to my name, and uh, you know one of the guys dropped me a fifty to get me through the weekend. Man, it's uh, it it, whatever we got to do, right? I had somebody ask me maybe two weeks ago, how in the world did you guys go from starting up to having a private security detachment on General Flynn and Patrick Byrne and Sidney Powell within <laughs> three months? And that's a lot of it's serendipitous. It's God's hand. There's a lot of this stuff. And I'm telling you, the people that our group is meeting and aligning with and these things that just fall in place, it doesn't happen naturally. There's something happening. There's some, we have a purpose. We have something that we're doing and somehow the universe is aligning. God is moving us in the right direction and putting us all together. And that's, it is nuts because we have a lot of situations like that where I just, I'm scared, you know, because I'm the guy that I've got to, you know, make sure the checks can clear and make sure everything logistically is set up and it keeps falling in place. Not after a few sleepless nights and a lot of stress and a lot of sweat, right? But it's all working out, and I think that's because we have a we have a mission, we have a higher purpose. There's no doubt that uh, that God is with us. If God is with us, who can be against us? Uh, thank you, bro. thank you, Robert, for that. I'll give you some time here to take a quick break. We'll get the Joel's Rapper Fire segment. Also, finally, before I let you guys go, to all my brothers and sisters out there, first of all, I apologize for my loud mouth. I, get, I go a little bit too much sometimes behind the scenes and on air. I apologize for going too much. I can't wait to give you guys all hugs and give you, and shake your guys' hands again because you guys know I love you guys from the bottom of my heart. I look forward to making sure. Not on my watch, baby. Joe, rapid-fire segment upcoming. We'll get the 30-second opener in, and then we'll get uh, Joe in here to see what's, what he saw in his mind or saw in the news today.
right, Joe, tell us what you caught uh, in the news today that uh, caught your eye. Yeah, and just real quick, uh, Tam, Tam Growl said, it is God's plan. We all need each other. Amen to that, sister. Uh, yeah, man, there's a lot actually going on this weekend. You guys probably heard about the stuff going on in Jerusalem. Uh, this was out of RT. Jewish visitors banned from the Temple Mount on Jerusalem Day as tensions soar over Palestine evictions and hampered Muslim pilgrimage. So I saw that report first, and I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. And then the next uh, report that came out is obviously it was set on fire. So this is a lot, there's a lot going on out there. And, you know, I I don't know what to make of it all, to be honest with you. It's kind of hard to get good reporting out of that area, to be honest with you, first and foremost, but not, we can't forget. This was a month ago. We talked about this. Biden restores 200 million in U S aid to Palestine's that was slashed by Trump. Again, we talked about this about a month or two ago, and this all has something to do with each other. There's a lot going on there. Abe, any comments on all that? Does it surprise anyone that the Obama 2.0 administration is rewarding people for killing innocent people? There you go. That sums it up. So also in the news that just dropped, I just saw this come out. This was out of the Guardian. Queen's speech. Voters will need photo ID for general elections. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Well, this is interesting. It says Britons will have to show photo ID to vote in future general elections. Ministers are poised to confirm this week as means of tackling fraud, which critics claim could deter poor and ethnic minority voters from taking part in democracy. (laughs) Oh, shush, Jim Watterson, you racist. Very interesting there. I mean, it's great, dude. Lead the way, Boris. Lead the freaking way, bro. Exactly. I I don't. I hate talking about Kinzinger, but this article by Breitbart was hilarious because it said what happened to Adam Kinzinger. Well, I can tell you what happened to him, but I'm going to keep it real quick. He uh, right now he's trying to launch a new political action committee designed to rid the GOP of Trump's lingering influence. Good luck with that, you fucking idiot. Yeah, ask, uh, ask Raytheon and Lockheed Martin uh, about how that, that worked out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, he's got to check in at heyjackass.com, illustrating Chicago's values. So month to date. Oh, my gosh. We have 13 shot and killed. This is just in May. So 10 days, 86 shot and wounded, 99 total shot and 16 total homicides. You can look at the uh, the little graph here on the right hand side. You can tell the weather's breaking in Chicago because things are picking up and it's not good. Corey'sdigs.com, another great article. This one was actually by James Fitzgerald. He does great work for her as well. Local bills bolster the big fight back. A host of states have recently passed legislation important in areas to benefit citizens and counter the Hegelian agenda of globalist administrators. Some of the bills have passed in the House of Representatives, but not yet in the Senate, after which they would be signed into law by respective governors. Some of the topics covered in the bills include critical race theory, Second Amendment, Second Amendment sanctuary state status, Second Amendment right to carry guns, transgender directives in schools, new voting regulations, so-called vaccine and vaccine ID reports, and big tech censorship. This article is fire. He's got each state listed, what they're trying to do, and just a great article. When you guys get a chance, definitely go and check this out. Great find. 
great find, Joe. Drop that one in the chat for sure. We need to pass that around. The first sentence is just epic. A host of states has recently passed legislation in important areas to benefit citizens under the Hagel. Hagel- <laughs> I know. I love it. James Fitzgerald with a just bomb-ass article, Corey'sDigs.com. Go check it out. Next article I had for you guys was a gateway pundit. Uh, Wyoming governor bans vaccine passports and says vaccines are personal choice based upon personal circumstances. Well, there's an idea. Amazing concept. I know this article, dude, it was just super interesting. You know how I pop some stuff pops up and I'm just like, I don't even know what this has to do with anything, but long suspected of murder. She confessed, but avoided prison. And I'm like, okay, well, that's an interesting topic. Pamela Pitts body was found burned beyond recognition a pile of trash in 1988 tips flooded in that blaming a satanic cult a drug dealer an ex-lover an overdose and an arizona party spot whoa (laughs) this article is super interesting first off this was back in 1988 where i didn't think they had anything to do with satanic cults but interesting how abc news is dropping this article with that very first sentence if you guys get a chance, check out this article. It's super interesting, and I'll drop it later. It's easier to just deny the reality that Satanism exists. I just couldn't believe that ABC said that. Well, of course, if you look later in the article, it says the tips didn't add up, and then the case went cold. Sure it did. Sure. Nice find. Uh, this was super interesting, guys. Just a kind of a good, a feel good. The Lord wanted him alive. Former NFL player saves man from drug engulfed in flames. Uh, So this was Brandon Bear, who spent time with the Chiefs, Raiders, Eagles over the course of his three-year NFL career, was driving on the highway in St. Anthony, Idaho, when he saw a train strike a truck. The truck burst into flames. Bear immediately called 911, but sprung into action to rescue the driver after, after him calling for help. He reached through the back window and pulled this guy out and literally saved his life. The reason why I highlighted this is because he's no longer with the NFL but just a good story overall. We need to see more things like that. That's real American. Amen, brother. So this was super interesting as well. <laughs> Financial crime news. Texas lawyer jailed for 15 years for scamming drug traffickers. <laughs> what? A Texas lawyer known as DWI dude for specializing in defending clients charged with driving while intoxicated and drug possession was sentenced this week to f- more than 15 years in prison for a scheme to pocket money that Colombian cocaine traffickers had been told would go to bribe officials. Federal prosecutors said. Ooh, wow. That's a big one there. <laughs> uh, again, that's just, isn't that just uh business as usual that all of a sudden is, is no longer business as usual, but there's nothing happening. Yeah. There's nothing going on. There's nothing to see here. Everybody relax. There is tons <laughs> of shit going down. Yeah, man. man. Unbelievable. JP Morgan, Deutsche bank sued by one MDB as Malaysia looks to recover $23 billion. I knew you'd be interested in this. You probably had this, didn't you, Abe? Yeah, I figured as much. Uh, If you want to talk about that later, I'll skip on that. No, we've just been highlighting one MDB and how that's been reverberating all around the world. And that's really the biggest part of what is actually happening. People say they don't, there is nothing happening. The financial sector is just getting a rude awakening on every angle. Absolutely. Absolutely. So other one I had here was another financial crimes news. And this one's another bombshell U S federal prosecutor prosecutor expand the bribery case against the former cook County official, Patrick Dotery. 
I've been reporting on this since I live in Illinois. You guys know how I've been following this. Well, federal prosecutors made good Thursday on their promise to file additional charges against Patrick Dotery, uh, accusing the once high-ranking Cook County official of schemes involving former county commissioner Jeff Tobolsky and the late state senator Martin Sandoval. There is so much shit going on right now. I tell you, this is huge, and they're opening the investigation further abe it's uh, i just feel like all the madigan mafia and the shit that's going on in chicago right now it's slowly crumbling apart and i love to see it it is everyone around them piece by piece it's crumbling nailed it joe good stuff absolutely so let me get through these last two real quick uh this one uh you know what biden just talking like a jackass he doesn't know what he's saying uh this one political trump super PAC to hold first fundraiser in bedminster the event will benefit make america great action a super PAC spearheaded by former trump campaign manager corin lewandowski trump is expected to attend the event uh which will also include reception and dinner the minimum price for entry just 250k hmm, i think we can raise the money for that yeah you guys <laughs> yeah like 45 years Last thing I want to show you guys real quick. This is super awesome. If you guys ha- aren't following uh, Sheriff Lamb, check this out. Oh, you know what? Hang on real quick. I got to play this. It's, it's just a minute. Sorry, guys. But let me make sure I got the sound uh, on here. This is really cool, man, what Sheriff Lamb's doing. This guy's awesome. Oh, yeah, he is. Sheriff Lamb here. Welcome to the American Sheriff Network. Sheriff's office. Now, we know you've been missing your ride-alongs. Well, guess what? We're going to get you back in the front seat. Hey. And we're going to show you a little bit of America while we're at it. Attention all waterway units. We're taking report of a possible drowning. Join us and our deputies. First of Ryan. And help us. Keep the shine on the badge. We'll, we'll get you safe, I promise, okay? How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, we're going to take care of it, and I'm going to come see you at the hospital. Yeah, you do, sir. You got your uh, Lucha Libre mask over there? Oh, yeah, there's a story behind that, but we're not going to go into that. <laughs> All right, probably better. <laughs> so that's Sheriff Lamb. If you go to americansheriff.com, um, go check that out, guys. He's been doing amazing work. I know uh, we've been trying to get him on actually behind the scenes as well, but just super cool, man. Uh, Go check that out. That's all I had for you guys on the rapid fire today. Back to you, brother. Yeah. Good stuff as always, Joe. Yeah. I would, someday we'll get Sheriff Lamb on that. That connection will work itself out. I guarantee it. I'm looking forward to that for sure. All right, guys, let me get a quick uh, minute and a half of your time for a quick advertisement and we'll get the, uh, the second half, we'll get your guys' calls and also some of the articles that I saw today we didn't get to yet, so stand by for that. Here is the rapid, uh, the Rise Attire USA.com is the official show sponsor of Brothers Uncensored and UncensoredAid.com. Check them out when you get time. Discount code ABEWAVE, 10% off when you go there. Check it out. We've reached a pivotal moment in the Great Awakening. Culture was hijacked and weaponized a long time ago, but now... We see it as the final battlefront of the information war of good versus evil. So, get in. We're hijacking it back for the cause. Here at Rise Attire, we spit on the garbage narratives of mainstream media propaganda. It's a means to an end for the agenda of the corporate elite globalist cabal. Welcome to Clown World. It's all a fake joke. But you're not. You are real. So, recognize us? 
are Rise Attire and we've got the solution for all your based apparel needs. We do premium, top shelf, cut and sew apparel that's 100% made in America and 100% evil free, guaranteed. Mimetic messaging and dope style will have you maneuvering through clowns with swagger in no time. Plant red pills in the minds of normies, attract more base people into your life, and give a big middle finger to the system. Go to RiseAttireUSA.com now. Repping truth never looks so good. Rise proudly sponsors Brothers Uncensored. Use promo code ABEWAVE for 10% off your first purchase. RiseAttireUSA.com. Check them out when you guys get time. Uh, discount code is ABEWAVE, A-B-E-W-A-V-E. Throw that discount code in there, get a 10% discount. Help the show, get some sweet gear, and uh, help keep the lights on over here at uh, the Brothers Uncensored channel. Uh, so, Rob, man, um, I had this awesome weekend this weekend, man. And I got I got to tell the the family about it, man, because it was uh, it was pretty cool, man. So I got a chance to go meet uh, um, Adam Macrola and Chrissy Mayer, who we actually had on the show uh, a couple um, about a month ago or so. Um, and I got to get the VIP my Biden cash. I used uh, uh, VIP tickets. You know what I'm saying? I mean, what else are you gonna use your Biden cash for? So. Uh, it was a lot of fun, man. I love it. I love it how you spent your Biden cash on tickets to go see Adam Carolla. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a slap in the face. That that and a very delicious prime rib last night as well. Thank you, thank you, President Biden. Appreciate that very much. So, uh, did you get to meet Chrissy or what? Yeah, Alrighty, no. She looked at what? us like, like, is that them or me anyway? And because she didn't see my wife, obviously. Um, and uh, and she kept like kind of looking at us, and I was just trying to like. Help get the crowd, you know, psyched up a little bit. So it was fun, though, man. She was, uh, she did this joke where she was like, "Have you ever been gotten waxed?" And uh, she did this joke where she was like, had like the Chinese girl like looking in there, you know, like, man, I don't know. There's this thing doesn't look like it's been taken care of very good. This is a high traffic area, and like she just went. It was hilarious, dude. It was so much funny. So we were we were talking like, what do you what do you call a a person who has to wax a, a an area? What do, you, what do you call them? I don't know. What do you, what do you call them? Let's we'll so, look for the women out there. Cosmetician? I know there is a word. There, I just that was, that's that's almost it. You're right. It's actually a beaver cleaner, I think. Um, <laughs> I think that's one of them. The other one is a, a womanscape uh, person, something like that. So, yeah, I don't know. It was pretty funny. But then, uh, so I want to show you guys some pictures here. Um, and you guys won't. Ah, fuck, I guess I could try to. If you guys can give me a second to. Um, to organize the screens here because I have to do three things at once to be able to, get, be able to get you guys to be able to see it and for the for you guys to see it, which is that. Okay, here we go. So check it out. This is uh, at the there's a local uh, brewery uh, next to the uh, to the comedy club. Bam! I want my news uncensored sticker right in the middle, man. <laughs> Love it. See it? advertising. <laughs> so yeah, I had to get that up there. I had a nice. Uh, Woodford Reserve uh, before the show. Let me show you. This is our private Discord that you guys haven't seen, by the way. So uh, here's a picture of Adam. My phone just wouldn't uh, take the picture very good. It was part of the dark, but you can see we were right there, man. He was right in front of us, and uh, he just came out like like really um, uh, high energy. It was a lot of fun, man. It was really cool. Um, so there was that. Oh, there's the closer close up picture of uh, the the sticker there. <laughs> Nice. Uh, there's the pick of Chrissy. I don't know how her arm got cut off, but it did. 
Interesting. So yeah, but uh, no, she was really cool, man. She and uh, like I said, she, I think she was trying to make sure that that was us or not. She couldn't sleep because you know it's we're in the dark and she's in the light. But so yeah, so there's the Discord guys, and then there's the prime rib. Thank you, Biden, for that. That was freaking delicious. <laughs> nice. And she had bacon wrapped Cajun shrimp, which was looked delicious Ooh. as well. Uh, there's the ribs I smoked yesterday. There's uh, one of our guys with uh, the new shirt that we got out there. Pretty sweet. Love it. Daddy crab. Yeah, man. Uh, there's uh, Dawn's crab rib legs from yesterday. Those look delicious as well. So you guys are missing out on, on, on foodies. And there's my ribs, bro. There they are. Check them out. What do you think? Ooh, that looks pretty good. <laughs> I'm oh, like, man. wait, are you, are Thank you sending some or what? I mean, you show us this shit <laughs> and then you don't even say if there's leftovers or not or if you're sending us some. What the hell? Oh, there's definitely leftovers. I, I definitely cooked a second <laughs> rack. <laughs> Very nice. You make you make amazing ribs. You make amazing food, dude. I'm sure it was awesome. Oh my god, they turned out. It's that perfect bite that um, also melts in your mouth. I was just they're comp- They were competition ready, man. They were delicious. And so, just real quick, I wanted to say, Daddy Crab has been super busy. He still listens uh, to the podcast. He doesn't have a chance to hop in chat or calls lately, but he's been in Discord and he's been around. So in case anybody was wondering, he's still listening. Appreciate Daddy Crab. Good to hear from you, brother. For sure. And I see there's already a couple callers in there, but I want to get I want to start the discussion with this by asking, what is the dividing line, Rob, for um a Democrat versus Republican? So let's just keep let's just keep it simple. What is the dividing line? And here's the question. Who grants Americans their rights? Well, God, they're God. I mean, we have got our rights are constitutionally enshrined, but God given. And I think when the, when you go into the discussion of trying to understand perspectives and trying to come to consensus on policy or the future of the government or whether or not we want transvestites, uh, uh, men competing as women and, and destroying women's sports, things like that, the foundation of it is the separation of uh, the lack of religion in our society. And, what, you know, the problem with our past, in my opinion is the right wing judges and leaders shoved right wing policies down the throats of Americans the same way the left is doing it now. I think if our politicians and the Trump Republican Party or whatever the future of the Republican Party is going forward doesn't learn the lesson from the past of shoving uh, conservative based ideas and Bible thumping ideas down the throats of Americans, I think we're going to never going to come to a consensus of the future. How how do we how do we address that, man? How do how do we how do we find ways to 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 put a bridge in that? You know, you ask, so and that's there's there's been a major shakeup, right? All the media right now is talking about uh, the Liz Cheney thing, saying that there's turmoil in the GOP. It ain't Liz Cheney. We don't like Liz Cheney, but it's it is a symptom of the complete shift of the Overton window within today's conservatives, right? So you're right. 10, 15, 20 years ago. That was conservatism was stuffy old white guy, you know, and all that stuff. It's a very different party. That's another thing. President Trump was there to shake things up, but he also realigned people in our understanding of what's important to us. And now that we've seen everything being shoved down our throat, that's, you know, conservatives generally don't care. The only thing we really care about is I get to do whatever I want to do as as long as it's not hurting anybody. You get to do, you can love who you want to love. You can be who you want to be and do what you want to do. As long as you're not standing on my rights, as long as you're not trampling on my rights. Now, you know, letting a man go into the bathroom with a little, with my little daughter. <laughs> nope. 
That's I. That's too getting too close for us. Now you want to wear a dress, more power to you, dude. I don't care. Just don't interfere with my family and don't stand on my rights. That's the only thing we care about. And a lot of people are really starting to understand that because you've seen the propaganda pushed down our throats so much. Rick Grinnell, first openly gay and uh, uh, cabinet member ever appointed, right? But then Pete Buttigieg, when he gets put up under this Biden asterisk administration, now they're saying Buttigieg is the first. They are completely unpersoning the first actual openly gay uh, cabinet member in history. And they're doing that with black conservatives, with all these people in the GOP that do not fit this narrative they want to push that we are the GOP from 10, 20 years ago. And so that's something I think that people are we're starting to understand that that's the big change, right? Liz Cheney, long time ago, she used to be exactly what the GOP party was. But now we see post-Trump, she's a neocon warmonger that we don't want anywhere near what this party is becoming. It is a completely new GOP. And you talk about big tent, it is a big tent. It's everybody in this country who feels like everybody should be able to do what they want as long as it doesn't harm or interfere with somebody else. And that's pretty much it. Love what you want to love, do what you want to do, be who you want to be. Just don't mess with other people. And that's both sides, right? The right did it for a while. The left is doing it right now, just trying to shove what they want down people's throats. And that's not what America was based on. America is supposed to be, do what you want to do, just don't mess with other people. And people on all sides are starting to realize just how much that's a good, how good of an idea that is. And so I think we're, that's what we're shifting to. As long as we can move back to the actual representation of the people's feelings of what people want right now, that's what it is. It's this new conservative conservatism that just allow people to do what they want to do, keep the state out of our lives, yeah. maybe lower taxes a little bit, <laughs> but keep right. Saying, yeah, we we, we can discuss the the policies, you know, one by one if they wanted to, and have that debate. That's that's really what what we want. We want to have the debate of how do we solve these problems. We all we all see the problems all around us. Flint is a problem we can unite around. <laughs> right yeah. there's one the oceans as a as a dumping ground in 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 southeast asia and uh you know all around the world for that matter is another one we can all unite on there's there's plenty of issues on all sides where we can find uh agreement on the foundation of what we're dealing with right now is understanding that they are keeping us pitted fighting against each other while i think there's rugged profits again in in uh, wall street so i mean it's you know if we can just that that Bernie bulk bro crowd is the ones who were the first to talk about that corporate culture, right? Yeah, <laughs> we all unite on that. It's just a matter of allowing us to be heard. And when 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 you're effective, like what you just said that that last five minutes, when you're effective like that, man, they don't want people getting hurt on that front. So well, they want people pigeonholed, right? Yeah. So they can pick you against each other. It's not just the intersectionality and the, you know, gay, trans, black, white, but it's everything, right? So Bernie Sanders supporters are populists on the left. President Trump supporters are populists on the right. We agree on a lot more than most people understand. Yeah. And that's something that Bannon was trying to do for a while is reach over to the Sanders supporters and hey, this is pretty much what you're talking about. It's just a little, you know, a different, uh, different bit, but it's making sure people are taken care of and the government doesn't get in their way. 
It's a deeper right? understanding. It's a deeper understanding of the issues and the the right solutions is what it is. I, I yeah. you can you, they they can disagree all they want, but that's what it is. It's a deeper understanding of the issues that that uh, face us, not just on a biased conservative side. Because it seems to me that the left doesn't allow themselves to understand the conservative arguments or facts that they're in. Navarro report for one. Several callers already in the in the show uh, here today. Joe, what's uh, what's going on in chat? While I get the first caller in here. Yeah, and just real quick, I wanted to, to point out because I had a, a discussion with a you know my buddy's dad who's who's a lefty, and you know we kind of went a little bit of rounds back and forth. But at the end, I dropped that exactly on him about voter fraud, and he had no answer for it. Um, and, and I think that's kind of where it starts, in my opinion. If if we can get people to actually realize that the last sixty, I don't know how many of your years that we really haven't voted anyone in office that they've just been implanted in office. If they can understand that first and foremost, that to me is a giant step in the right direction. Did you see is Arizona? There's a uh, a group in Arizona that just filed uh, a court case against Arizona because they're saying yep. 2021, 2020, 2019. I can't remember how far back. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I, right. I, I'm sorry. I, I over, I, it gets jumbled and I just overspoke you. What they're doing is they're, they're, uh, a lawsuit saying the previous elections were also fraudulent because of a law that was broken. It's the, the fact, it's a fact that the law was broken. So it's, we'll see where it goes. Didn't mean to over, over talk over you. Glenn Singer's in the house. Uh, Rob, I know you know some of the best influencers on Twitter. I'm sure you've seen a dude named Glenn on Twitter. This is our guest here today. Glenn, how are you today? <laughs> Glenn, how are you doing? Uh, in real life. Hi, Rob. Hi, uh, Abe, Joe, and everybody out there. I don't have too much for you today. Uh, I did not get to do my normal pre-show uh, research on you, Rob. So I'm sorry. I don't have too much for you. <laughs> That's all right. There's a lot, of, a lot out there. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you're only concerned with the First Amendment, but you uh, you said that you were going outside that uh in the show during the show so okay we'll go with that well it's it's the constitution in general and we are yeah. you know our our oath like most military people doesn't expire and for me it's a, it was a personal violation of my fourth amendment rights that is still going on today uh it's really happening to all of us but especially me and it, they know they know that I know, and it just royally pisses me off, and there's nothing I can do about it. So that's why I'm just, okay, fine. I'm right here in front of your face. What do you got to say? Right. Well, the, you know, the First Amendment, they, it's uh, a big part of it is protecting the people who are willing to stand up and fight back and, you know, talk, bring light to these crazy things that are going on and, and speak about it and fight back. That's kind of their first amendment. We're there to protect those in whatever situation it is, whether it's uh, in an event, whether it's online, whether it's a whistleblower, whether it's all these different things. We're trying to get a team out to Arizona for the Maricopa audit, right? Because that's something that we see. It's another first amendment thing. It's people that have seen blatant fraud. They weren't going to sit down and take it anymore. And they are pushing back. And now we want to be there to protect them if, if it starts to get ugly, which it just, will. Just real quick, Rob, on that front, I'm sure, I don't know if you've seen the intel that, that my team has found, but there there is a a threat matrix developing in Arizona. So yeah. I'm, I'm sure. And they you, will. Yeah. The closer they get, the more it's going to ratchet up. And when you really think about what's at store, what's what's um, what's on the on the table, if they prove that, and people really, you know, and we don't know if that will, okay, fraud is proven there. It's going to lead to him being taken out of office. 
We don't know that, but they're not willing to let that happen because that's trillions of dollars worth of power and control and everything else on the line. If you don't think they'll kill in order to stop that from happening or prevent from that an even chance for that to happen, they will. I, I think there's no end to what they'll do to make sure. Okay, that Rob, as far as, I'm, as far as I can tell from the Constitution, there's no way to take Joe out, even if there is a fraudulent election, just because of the way he was elected. He was not elected by the people, but by the electors in the Senate. So the electors had free will of saying who they're going to vote for in actuality, because uh, we've had many a uh, uh, an elector go against what their state has said. So there's nothing we can do about that. Uh, I'm sorry about that, guys. That's a black pill. I know. No, you're absolutely but- right, Glenn. And that's that's what we've been talking about on the channel for, for weeks now, that I'm, we have to live in the reality that this is going to be the reality for a while. Now, there's not I'm not saying that there's a. We are in unprecedented times. Maybe this something does happen, but we should accept what happened and not try to blame uh, one person or another person and just accept the fact that here's where we are. Now, what do we do next to stop this from ever happening again? I think is what we should focus on. Right. Yeah. Well, the only thing we that Arizona can do is get the Congress changed and get rid of the uh, uh, election machines and voting systems we have. That's the only thing that that can happen. Uh, and on the Arizona front, uh, I went to the Arizona voter site. Glenn, hold that and thought. They... <laughs> Sorry, I muted myself. Uh, <laughs> Rob, were you trying to get a comment in there? Oh, yeah. Well, so I, I, I can't remember if it was Arizona or Michigan, but I recently saw something about them talking about trying to decertify the elections or decertify their state's elections even after the fact. And I don't know if there's any if that's even possible to do. Uh, there was rumor for Arizona and Michigan both. And I went to the Arizona website today to look at what was going on. And they have a special cage set off over to the one side where they put all the problem ballots. All right. I counted the boxes. There are roughly 70 boxes over there. Each box contains about 1,400 which means there's about uh, almost 100,000 ballots, which equals about 5% of the vote for that county that are bad now, it, in one that, way or another. Is that are section labeled bad? No, no, no. Uh, what they have is... I mean, could, could, it be, could it be a different category of votes is what I'm asking? Well, it uh, could be, but I think it was explained to me that, that that one section is for the bad ballots. They have one section where they... Uh, on the other side of the state, on the other side of the auditorium, where they give out the ballots in boxes, and then they take back the good ones. Gotcha. In two separate I, in two I separate just, cages. I'm not. I haven't been able to confirm that those that that's a specifically a bad ballot well, area. I'll just, put, um, I'll just put it that way. Well, I've been told that it's a bad ballot area, and it includes ballots that have personal information. So. I, that's, I think that's what I've been theory told. that shouldn't that be every freaking ballot? <laughs> well, no, 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 no. The envelopes. No, the envelopes are separate. The envelopes yeah. are the only thing that oh, has the personal gotcha, information. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, So Which is why some of those states trash them immediately, even though it's against... Uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Right. Uh, in the news today, I read... I can't find the article, but I just read it. Uh, Georgia abolishes citizen arrest. <laughs> that's an interesting one. They're getting scared. 
Yeah, and they, Kemp and they, Raffensperger is worried about a uh, right. Stacy uh, Stacy well, Abrams working, worried about uh, somebody coming up behind her and putting her under arrest. Huh? <laughs> well, that goes back to a uh, Civil War era law, and they the governor just signed the bill that got rid of it. And this is over that uh, one guy that got shot in Georgia after he was ransacking the uh, building that was under construction. Uh, that whole case, if you remember back no, a couple I, of years, I don't, I don't, I don't remember that one. But uh, well, that's interesting. So yeah, no more, uh, no more citizen arrests, huh? Well, you know, Athens. That's something I've I've been waiting for an Athens to, to pop back up, where the um, World War II vets came back to the little town of Athens and. Athens was just completely corrupt. Good old boy network from the sheriff, the local politician, everything. So one of the World War II vets went to go run for office. They were stuffing ballots right in front of them when they called it out in favor of the current sheriff. When they called it out, they took all the vote boxes and took them to the prison and locked them up in there and continued to do it. And the vets got together with crew serve weapons and everything and, and attacked the, the police station to get the ballots back. Sure enough, the, the vet actually won. They've been trying to... Uh, uh, stuff the boxes. Yeah, I remember that story. <laughs> I'm surprised we're not there yet. I'm surprised well, that I, happened. I bet we're not. Cool. We're not far. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Other news: Kentucky Derby Derby winner failed the drug test. You all know about that one. <laughs> no surprise. <laughs> yeah, but well, there was they, uh, look- they, they can keep the winnings though, wasn't it? It's they lose the title, but they keep the winnings. Or no, the uh, the people who bet on the horse keep the that that stands. Really? Right. Yeah. So yeah. if you if you made a bet and you already won on that horse, they don't. Those people keep those winnings. Interesting. Even though it's this, it's a decertified official win. How the hell does that happen? I don't know, but it's a mess. It's a mess. Um, you might be interested in this one, Abe. Uh, a Biden has gone and done it again. He's making the Marine Corps smaller and making cha- fundamental changes to the Marine Corps. It's uh, it's changes that that they've planned for like fifteen years. To be honest, I, I don't understand. Here's the thing: they're they're transforming the force into a different style of force. It's it's going to be more of a special forces operated style platform now. So it's there's a combination of things there, and in the end, I think it's going to be better for the Marine Corps uh, once it's all done. Okay. Well, what got me was they were taking in less recruits because they had so many recruits failing out after one year or something. Yeah. All the services are having retention problems right now. That was happening when I was still in. It was just starting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Middle East. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last I saw, Palestine uh, had launched over 150 rockets at Israel. That's the last I saw about three hours ago and it could be a lot higher now because they're saying that there's more going on uh iraq and iran are at it again because of if i remember right a prisoner problem prisoner exchange problem or something are you talking about karbala uh i don't remember all i know is iraq and iran were going after each other that's how i had it in my head uh, yeah. Because of a prisoner exchange problem or something. There's a, so there's a, a place that's close to the Iranian border called Karbala. I actually spent time in there in my last trip to Iraq. And it is so, so Iranian influence was everywhere in OIF. It was all over Iraq. They were, I mean, we were fighting Iran more than we were fighting against Iraq in that one. And Karbala 
we there are there's a shrine in Karbala that I think is the third holiest site in uh, the Islamic faith, and they had uniformed Iranian soldiers patrolling this place. Like that's how much Iranian influence is there. And so to see Iraqis pushing against a back against anything Iranian is good. It's good because they they're just trying to turn that place into a powder keg. Well said. Yeah. Thanks, Glenn. Glenn, I got like seven more callers, my friends. Okay, yeah, you know, uh, I'm gonna just just a second, Denise. You ought to see uh, what's her name? Uh, oh, I just had uh, just had her name, Based Amy. You ought to be watching yeah. Based Amy. Yeah, she does She's a good job. Good. She does a great job, Denise. So you ought to be looking at her. She's uh, reporting from your side of the pond. So. Rob, Joe, Abe, love your show. You do a great show. We'd like to hear more, and uh, I'll let you get to the other callers. And uh, thank you all, and much love to all. Nice much to meet you, Glenn. Glenn. Take care, brother. Good call. Thanks, Glenn. Appreciate you, your info, as always. Always good it, stuff. Is the Middle East pretty much described as Biden shooting rockets at Obama? I don't know. Well, Anyways. so you know, <laughs> Abrahamic Accords, right? President Trump started actually bringing peace to the Middle East. And yeah. Biden, just like Obama, Obama's whole plan was to make Iran the centerpiece of the Middle East, right? We've worked with uh, Israel and we've been working with Jordan and Saudi and a lot of the other groups a lot lately. Obama and Biden, their, their whole goal is to make Iran the centerpiece of our Middle East strategy, which is, I mean, it's you're asking it to be just a complete war zone. That's, yeah, it's that's why I loved what Pompeo was doing there in the Middle East. Yeah. He did yeah. amazing work for the Middle East. He did. Big time, for sure. Our friend Gary's in the house. Gary, how are you today? Oh, you're muted, bud. Got to click that unmute button, Gary. Belushi, good to see you out there, bro. That better? Oh, holy cow, you're loud, actually. Go ahead, though, bud. Uh, I don't know if I can turn it down or not. Did that help? Yes, sir. Yeah. How are you, Gary? Okay. What's Not up, bad. Dude? Well, I'm waiting for that call we talked about, and Glenn kind of stole a little of my th- thunder. Me and him talk all the time in Discord. And if you go to video nine, you can see the area he's talking about where the bad ballots are, and me and him both agree they're at about 5%. Uh, again, and, uh, I, I have not been able to confirm. Wait. Hold on uh, one sec. I have not been uh, able to confirm that that is a okay. bad ballot section, just so you guys are okay. aware. When they were putting bad ballots in it, if you go to Telegram, you can also turn on. I don't trust Telegram for anything. Hold on. Well, let me finish. (laughs) You can go to Telegram and you can turn on mics over every single table there at the same time live. Did you know that? So you get audio and video? You get audio and video. And if you don't know that, go to Telegram, look for Live Chat Arizona. And you can figure out, it takes work, but you can find the table you're watching by the video. I was watching it, and I heard them say, put that in the bad vote bin, and that's the bin where all them ballots are. Interesting, Gary. That's so good to I hear. Was with, I was because with someone last I week. Gary, hold on one second. Go ahead, go ahead Rob. I was with someone last week that has a one of their close friends is, is on the floor managing the audit. And he had said, yeah, they found 60,000 ballots in the first couple of days, 60,000 bad fraudulent ballots. The first and they of haven't days. even so hit thousand number adds up. And they haven't even hit a lot of the in-town ballots yet where there's lots of bad ones. Yeah. 
the representative that talked to the person I know said they're looking somewhere between 38 to 40 percent bad ballots, they think, by the end when they get wow. the city and, counted. And what was the margin of victory there? Like 12,000? 10,000 votes. If yeah. they hit 2 percent, even right now, if they're at 5 percent, if all the rest of the ballots are good, they're done. Now, the thing I disagree on, Glenn, on is turning over the vote because Trump signed a few pieces of paper. It can be turned over under the Constitution. And I've already been told by a person that personally knows a representative in the House there. They plan on overturning the vote and taking the votes away from Biden. I hope they do. The problem is, is we need two more states at least to follow. No, 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 you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Gary, hold on a second. Rob, go ahead. No, that Michigan is very close. Matt DiPerno has been chugging like a locomotive up there. They are that close. If the legislature just asks for a forensic audit and they find the same thing, which he has already proven beyond a shadow of a doubt in Antrim, if they can prove that in Detroit and the other places, I'm telling you, Georgia is pissed, but Wyndham, New Hampshire is already right there. They're yeah. going into an audit as well. I think it's doable. If one, here's the thing, if one does it and the others don't, do you understand how angry their populace is going to be? Oh, yeah. No, there was blatant fraud. Yeah. How mad their people are going to be. That's where we'll see. I'm not even going to say it. Well, I've been told there's a way they can do it with just one state flipping because of the shit Trump signed. What, what, what do you mean he signed? Well, you're uh, at a state of war. He saw uh, oh the election private, integrity executive order. And, gotcha. And and, uh, and give and I seriously still think he signed the thing on the corporation. And I seriously think he signed. There's no the evidence of that. Control. Uh, no, there ain't evidence of that because we keep shit secret and they can't. I mean, the, it's it's that's fine to talk about, but there's just no evidence that people. that we're not a corporation anymore. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, that that. Corporation part eight is important as yeah. the fact that some of the Not other yet, things anyway. he signed. <laughs> yeah, if if I, the army what... was given the right to intervene when he was still in, with one turning over as fraud, then the army could step in now. The thing is, Trump don't want to be appointed to the presidency. Trump wants a new election because he great. don't want it to look like he was given it. Yeah. He wants to win it. That'd be nice. I would love for that to happen. Isn't it is? It's interesting how the Maricopa recount, the audit that's going on Maricopa, is extremely similar to what Patrick Byrne and General Flynn and Sidney Powell suggested to President Trump there in the last week in the White House, right? You said, bring the National Guard in, have a recount, and and live stream it across the nation so everybody can look and see that everything's about above board, minus the National Guard, every other thing, everything they suggested, what's going on in Maricopa. So how much of that was already a plan and how much were they really in Trump's corner to begin with? And they yeah. made it look like it wasn't. I look here, not there. Believe, we can do the same thing they do, can't we? I strongly believe that there. So we had teams there in D.C. for, you know, after through, through that whole thing, all the way through up January 6th. We had teams that were there for about a month right there with Sidney Powell and Patrick Byrne and, um, and General Flynn and another on Giuliani's team. And just from seeing where I could see in there, I so I know there were massive amounts of disinformation coming into them to keep them, you know, looking all over the place and, you know, too many things to really chase down. 
But I firmly believe that some of these cases and other things are nothing more than subterfuge. They're nothing more than chaff being thrown out to do the same thing to the other side and throw people off the scent of what they're really doing. Because let me throw it's a great let point. me throw another nut in the gear box here. If they overturn the vote on the president, doesn't that also overturn all the other votes in the state? Should but the senator lost in Arizona. If they overturn it, they can give it to the Republican. Now they don't have fifty votes no more. If one John Republican James too. senator gets turned Michigan, over, yeah, Michigan would be John James too. And there's more than that. There's a lot more. There's probably twelve. Well, two, 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 two in California, two in Georgia. If they get another governor in California and they ask for a recount, California is screwed. I agree wholeheartedly. Five representatives and a senator. Georgia, three representatives, two senators. Then you got 2012 coming, which is what I still think Trump set this up for. 2022. Yeah, 22. I'm sorry if I said it wrong. The thing there is you got to look at, could we get 10 more senators? Yeah, we could. Five Democrats are retiring, and look at the states they're in. Nobody behind them worth a shit. And then all of the other elections, there's a, ma- a majority of those other elections are also in conservative states as well. I agree with you. Gary, good stuff as always. I appreciate you, my Thank friend. Thank you, pal. Thanks for letting me on. Got off, and I'll let others get on. See you all later. Nice to meet you, Gary. Nice meeting you, too. Good appreciate so Good stuff, Gary. Keep Gary. calling now back, I gotta, brother. Appreciate you very much. I remember how to get out of here again. I'll get out, you right? out of here. I'll just kick okay. you out like I usually do. Oh, I see the lead now again. <laughs> Have a going, Gary. Good call, brother. Appreciate it. Any thoughts on that? Uh, it's, I know a lot of people hear that stuff because of what's gone on uh, over the last few months, and they call it hopium, and they say don't even look at it. But there, I'm telling you, just from all the stuff that we're seeing, there are so many weird things that pop yeah. up. You know, what? just just watch the uh, White House live feed at night and tell me what you see or what you don't see. Why isn't Kamala Harris in the VP residence yet? Right? Why... Are magnetic decals flying off of falling off of Air Force One and Air Force Two? Is that you know just check out their detail vehicles? Their detail vehicles are even questionable. (laughs) No, I mean it's all it's legitimate points, and when you put it all together, you're all I all I can process in my mind anyway. My simple little jarhead mind is. None of this makes any fucking sense, but it also doesn't give me any hope for the future. I can't find yeah. anything positive out of what's happening right now. Denise is over in the United Kingdom enjoying her tea. How are you here today, Denise? I'm good, thank you. How are you all? Doing fantastic, Denise. Glad to hear from you. What's on your mind? Well, I've just dropped a breaking news bit in, in Discord for you. McCarthy set the date for the for the 12th of May. So there's one breaking news bit for you. You cut out on me again? Say, say that again. McCarthy has set the vote for Liz Cheney for the 12th of May. Ah, excellent, excellent. See, this is the Does vote say for... say whether it's going to be public or private? Let's see what we got here. I'll... I don't know. I've, I've put it in the Discord for you. I got so it. You could probably I... Let's see what we got here. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. Oh, it's, it's Epoch Times. I don't have, I don't subscribe to him. 
Um, Kevin McCarthy has set the vote for May 12th on whether to oust Liz Cheney from her position as a House GOP chair and uh, see if we can get Stefaniak in there, which would be epic to get at least Stefaniak in there. Yep. That would. And that's right. there's a major overhaul coming. Yeah. Right. The From this side of the pond and a bit of history as well. Um, as you know, we just had local elections here um, on the 6th and Labour took a hell of a trumping. Equate Labour this side to the Democrats, your side. They took a um, they took a beating. I mean, they got. I mean, they they, they lost. Hammering. They can't even create a a secondary. Go- a, what do you call it? A government or a a caucus no, or whatever? They've got nothing. No, they've got nothing. Um, they're no challenge at all now. And Starmer's reaction has been to sack <laughs> to sack MPs with seats on uh, on his government, <laughs> left, right, and centre, trying to play cards with a card packed full of jokers here's the that's hilarious here's the thing that's interesting that i found on this i was i was digging on this last night pretty deep i don't know if you saw the the show prep server um uk polls spark scottish debate the reason why the labor party took such a hard hit is the scottish they they're usually very much in part of the labor party i think what a half uh half of the scottish party is no longer part of the labor party is that right something like that yeah, and um, they're also um, the Scottish are also rebelling against Nicola Surgeon and the uh, SNP, so That's she's in trouble. Um, Say that but, again, Rob. I couldn't hear you. Not the first time. I love the Scots. Yeah. It's huge, though. I mean, you're right, Denise. It's 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 a massive story, and it says a lot. We, this is c- coming off the last week where Spain made a huge change towards uh, conservative party leadership, which shocked the hell out of me, considering what's been going on in Spain for the last 15, 20 years, Rob. Well, it, it's global, yeah. and that's the thing. Here in Americans, here on our side of the pond, Denise, most Americans have no idea what's going on because our media will not show that there were a million people in the streets in the U.K. a week ago. They just showed a little bit of the Galajon uh, uh, protests in, in France. They're not showing the stuff that's going on in Holland where they're rebelling against the COVID lockdowns. They're just not showing it here. And that's so most Americans don't understand all around the world this is going on. And U.S. and Brexit were inexorably linked. The Trump 2016 election and Brexit were like this because it was the same great awakening that was going on around the world. And that we're very similar. Our, our, our cultures are very, very similar. And each of these is kind of a, a foreshadowing of what's to come because our societies are kind of waking up at the same time, but our media on both sides are doing everything they can to hide it. Exactly that, Robert. That took me, that segued me into um, what I was going to bring up. Um, yes, they took a beating. Now, when we were when we were on Twitter, Abe, can you remember me? Just after Boris came in, I was telling you that he wanted to um, change voting to yeah. um, ident- voting with ID cards. Yeah, you, you did say that. Well, he's done it. He's done it. And the Queen's speech is tomorrow. Queen's parliamentary speech is tomorrow. And it's part of her speech that they're fetching in um, photo ID. Wow. And restricting postal ballots. Restricting postal ballots. 
And of course, the usual Labour, Liberals, Greens are screaming that it disenfranchises voters, etc., etc. And the same arguments are being put to them. Look, you need ID to buy a car, rent a car, buy a home, rent a home, join the library, open a bank account, you know. So well, your vaccine passport right? to, to get a vaccine, and which the they're totally for. <laughs> right. No, that's not happening either. Um, Boris is always yeah, the, the same people that are for really... are, are for it, though. Exactly. Go, go ahead, Denise. Yeah, the same people who want all that are the, uh, like your Democrats over there. Um, and Boris has never said that there'll be a passport. He said that they're talking about it. But what he's saying is they're talking about it. I'm sitting here listening to what they're saying. Um, but it's not going to happen because there's so many um, restaurants, pubs, cafes, public Public buildings now are saying we're not going to enforce it. We're not going to ask for proof of vaccines or proof of uh, testing or anything like that, because they know that um, if they do that, they're going to go down because money talks yeah. and people will vote with their pockets. You know, um, the same as what happened with Coca-Cola. Look how they're scrambling now. Right. Um, it's it's also interesting to see but, to see this. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish your thought. No, carry on. Sorry. Um, the, the also interesting um happening today, and I'm telling you, if Boris continues to lead, I mean, it, all we need is somebody to lead. Somebody out there, right? Please freaking pick up that mantle and show us how it's done. If he if he was to be strong, and it's there's evidence that he's trying to be. And I don't think he's given the credit for that, that he really should be given. Here, check this out, guys. Um, if I can figure out how to fix my screen here. EU efforts to ratify China investment deal on ice after sanctions. Now, this is interesting in, in a lot of ways. This all ties in together. The European Commission on Tuesday um, were trying to win approval for that massive investment deal with China, and it hit a huge snag to the point where they're actually now sanctioning each other. And why is this important? Because China sanctions on in return, China sanctioned the United Kingdom MPs, lawyers, and academics um, in a way to try to what? Try to bribe them into into submission, I guess, Denise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember, I also was telling you that Boris wanted to change um, education, universities, etc., and get the Chinese and the wokes out of the education system and take it back to what education should be back to basics. Um, so he's pushing forward with those. Now, these are things that he's talked about when he first came into office. And then, of course, the pandemic hit and put a halt to everything. Otherwise, it would all be well on its way now. Yeah. It's, now it's interesting to see to Germany also standing up against China. And, and Germany, as part of the EU, stepping up against China as well in the One Belt, One Road initiative. I mean, that is something that we we talked about, what, what, three years ago. They were like, man, I can't believe they're not seeing this. But now, if you're looking for a positive thing, uh, Merkel leaves at the end of this year. She's got not even, what, six months yeah, left in does. her term. And and, and now yeah. also you're seeing uh, Germany stand up against China. That's a huge development as well. It is. New Zealand, unfortunately, basically fell. They caved. But everybody else is standing strong. And I think that's – it seems almost like they overplayed their hand, right? Maybe it's like an election – where they believe their own fake polls 
because it really seems like yeah. they thought they had more buy-in from the populace everywhere. And so they just went, all yeah. right, old tilt boogie, let's bring CRT, let's bring 1619, let's bring all this stuff into the schools and everywhere else. And they did so much so quickly that people saw exactly what they were doing. The last 30 years has been a slow encroachment, right? Little by little by little by little by little. Yeah. It's just no smoking in restaurants. It's just gay marriage. It's just this, it's just this, this. And they pushed and pushed and pushed and they did so much so fast that everybody saw it. Everybody looked at it and saw what it was. And so now they're pissed and they're pushing back. Thank God. Yeah. People, people have, have really woke. There's a lot of people have really woke up um, over here and in Europe as well. As you said, there's demonstrations all over England and Europe. Um, the, the BBC, the mainstream media over here is saying that the two, uh, you know, a few hundred just a few hundred are demonstrating and we're putting out videos all over everywhere we can that shows that it's it's nearer a million it's nearer a million in uh, in london um, the last the last couple of weekends i think they've protested here now but yeah it's it's um keep fighting over there because one thing as you were saying robert we england and the usa are so entwined culturally every way in every way i mean your constitution and bill of rights is actually our magna carta and bill of rights that's where it's come from and whereas you have have been able to keep your hold until very recently um and what the democrats now are trying to do to you what was done to us um, since 1776 um, they they um, chipped away and chipped away and chipped away at our rights and the Magna Carta and the people's power here until it's practically non-existent now and they took our guns away only recently it's not that long ago that we were allowed to um, carry uh, hold a gun carry it hold have a gun in the home um but we're not now we're not now don't let them take your second amendment away don't let them encroach like they have here um we're getting some of it back as i said boris has got the right ideas and he is trying to turn things back but he's it, with as I explained to, to Abe, Boris is one man on his own and you can't compare him to Trump because Trump was never in Congress or the House. Right. Boris is in Parliament every day and he has to fight them on the floor every day, Parliament and the House of Lords, whereas Trump never did that. Oh man! If um, only I could see how your if, politics work. If only there was a day where we could see Biden go in front of the House of Representatives and have to argue his point. Oh, that would be such fun to watch. Can't <laughs> even say a th- exactly. I can say he can't even say a thirty-second uh, thing without messing up. I, oh, I met with a guy that worked in the White House uh, very recently. The guy that was in the White House for a long time, and so he 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 worked directly for one of the people that was in on everything. One of the names that we've discussed already on the show. And that was one of the big things that he was saying is that, you know, the biggest issue that president Trump had was that since he had never been in government, he didn't have the organizational chart. 
for all of politics. He didn't understand the US government. He understood a lot about how things work and the way to fix things, mm -hmm. he got it. But nobody ever drew an org chart for him, understanding top to bottom, which different parts of the government do what. Now, somehow he knew enough mm -hmm. to get rid of the ones that, that were doubling up on each other stuff, the ones that were uh, not needed because they were covering the same thing. But that was one of the big issues. And that's a, a plus that Boris has, is that he has spent more time. He understands fundamentally how the government works. But you know, another thing that I, that I was told is what you have to understand with a lot of this stuff. So we had a lot of politicians, like Tim Scott is a perfect example. Uh, right after January 6th, Tim Scott said, no evidence of election interference, no evidence of election fraud. And then as soon as Biden was installed, Tim Scott said, I'm gonna form a commission on election integrity because there was fraud in the election. Right. And like, that's my question to these people that I talk to that are, are yeah. in the know and really close to those conversations. Mm. And one of them told me, you know, you got to understand there is more dark money out there in politics than you can even contemplate. And after January yeah. 6th, there were a lot of these groups with this dark, untraceable money that went to these politicians and said, you're going to not challenge this election. And if you don't, we're going to put all this money behind you. If you do challenge the election, mm -hmm. we're gonna put all this money into a challenger and you're gone, right? So if you think about mm -hmm. that, say you really are a politician who's trying to do the right thing, who sees all these things that you can chip away with and make a difference and try to make the country and the world a better place. And so sometimes you gotta make those choices like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to take this one so I can live and fight another day and I can do these other really good things that I know are needed to be done. And unfortunately, in a lot of situations, that happens over and over and over and over mm. to the point where they didn't get, get to do anything that they wanted to do. Mm. Well, and, well, Boris, Boris had a 80 seat majority. It's bigger now. It's bigger now. Um, unfortunately, Sadiq Khan has got back in as um, Lord as Mayor of London. However, um, how they voted in these local elections was you had two choices. So you had your first choice and then you had a second choice. The first choices were counted first. And in that count, Sadiq Khan was not leading. Uh, it was really, really close, really close. So they went to the second choices and it was through the second choices that Sadiq Khan became Lord Mayor again. However, Boris cannot sack him because Sadiq Khan is elected by London, allegedly. So <laughs> Boris can't sack him, but what he is doing, and I sent that across the Discord as well, is he is clipping his wings. He is giving him a warning. Okay, you're back as mayor of London. You will not just spend hundreds of thousands of pounds on traveling the world and going where you're not supposed to go and doing what you're not supposed to do. And this will be spent where it was supposed to be spent the first time on affordable housing, improving infrastructure, etc., and not on your sweet deals. And he's been told in no uncertain terms that if you don't abide by this, your funding will be cut. And we'll put people in who will spend that money where it's supposed to be going. And this, again, was something that I told Abe about, that Boris couldn't sack Khan the first time he was elected. Boris couldn't sack Khan, but what he wanted to do, if Khan was frivolous, as he has been, was that he would put in teams with um, financing so that those teams, he would say, right, that team, your team, sort out the housing in London 
This team sought out the, the tubes and the trains in London. This team sought out the roads that are in a terrible state in London. So it was left to these individual little teams instead of it all, instead of Sadiq Khan having all the power. So although, though Sadiq Khan is Lord Mayor, it, uh, is the Mayor of London, not Lord Mayor, sorry, that's a different one. Is the mayor of London? He will be toothless. That's really good He'll stuff. Toothless. That's really good stuff, Denise. Thank you very much. You're welcome. That guy's been. I will so get bad. off now. That guy really appreciate. Has, really appreciate the call, Denise. And by the way, everybody out in chat uh, says they are looking forward to Denise Tea Time Uncensored. Whenever you're ready, we're here for you. Girl. There you go, Denise. That, that's... Oh my goodness gracious me. <laughs> I love that you. Okay, and on that note, I love that you I'll call in and bring us it. bring us some uh, important and uh, really good news from across the pond. Thank you, Denise. Have a great evening. Okay, night all. Good night. Nice to meet you, Denise. Much love, Denise. Yeah, appreciate something it. Something that more Americans need to understand is that this we what's going on here right now is just a microcosm of what's going on around the world. And just like everything we've been talking about at the show, they're trying to keep it hidden from us. They don't want you to really realize. We're not alone in this fight. This is a global fight. People all around the world are pushing back and they're pissed off and they're finally standing up and talking. We've, the last couple of decades, like you said, Abe, it was the, the boomers that kind of you know laid down and let all this stuff happen. But now all these people are finally starting to stand up and push back and it's happening globally. All of the, the French generals, the letter from the French generals, there was a second letter that was just written talking about, hey, you get your stuff in, in order or we're going to come take it, right? And that's, they're not alone. It's happening all across the world. Good stuff. It's very important to understand, first and foremost, that sometimes you have to walk through the darkness to see the light. And when yep. you talked about the Great Awakening in the beginning of our conversation, you just nailed it and kind of brought it for full circle by, you know, making make sure everybody realizes that this is global. This is not just here in the United States, but the fight is everywhere. And that's what we keep doing here is we just keep fighting. Good stuff, guys. And that's uh, two hours flying by for you. And I apologize to Chris out there. I think Chris wanted to talk to you specifically, Robert. We'll have Robert back again uh, sometime in the future, guys. And I'm up against the clock. I apologize. I hate when people will sit there and wait for a half hour on the phone and I can't get to them. I apologize for that. Uh, but we are up against the clock. Look at the website. It is 1apretorian.com. 1apretorian. P-R-A-E-T-O-R-I-A-N. 1apretorian.com. The link's there in the chat. Do me a favor. Help get us back into uh, providing whatever help we can provide to, uh, to, to this fight. And if you can help us, if you, if you can't help us, uh, just do me a favor. Just tell somebody about us. Tell, tell people that we're, what we're trying to accomplish over at First Amendment Praetorian. And uh, tell people about Rob and his story. And don't, also, don't forget the book, which, by the way, Rob, my wife has read both of them, and I haven't even had a chance to read them yet. Uh, I'll be bringing these with me next time I see you because I would love to have you sign them for me. Well, you know, so the PAC audiobook was recorded in Corolla Studios, and that's actually, so Dawson and I became very good friends when I recorded the first one. Let me, when I'm gone there, 24 hour, I didn't have enough money for two days in the studio, so we just did 24 hours, 25 hours straight. So they were actually recorded there, and Dawson is the voice in the PAC audiobook. Wow, that is awesome. Corolla fan, yeah, it'll bring, and he did a sound effect, the whole nine yards. It's a, the audiobook is actually pretty awesome. That's pretty sweet. We'll have to check that out. So do me a favor, you guys. The link's over there in the chat, and you can find them on the website later on tonight as well. If you can't grab them now, just go to uncensoredabe.com. You'll be able to find all those links there. Rob, it's been a lot of fun, man. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you soon again. 
absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having me, brother. And it's, uh, we, you know, we had a little bit of time where smoke, you know, there was smoke everywhere, but now the smoke's starting to clear. People are starting to get up. So just that's, that's the biggest thing we can do is people are kind of apprehensive after the social media purge. Be loud, make your voice heard, get back in the face, tell people you're not going to sit down and take it anymore. Just fight. You've got to push back and fight, fight, fight. Good stuff. I appreciate you big time, brother. Joe, uh, wrap it up for us today. No, I appreciate it, Robert. Everything, uh, you being here, uh, giving my brother a place to, uh, you know, since he left the military to feel uh, included in a group of guys. Uh, I know it's made, uh, made wonders for him and brought him around. So I really appreciate you bringing him in. I appreciate everything you do. You have been a warrior, not only a digital warrior, but boots on the ground. You've done so much for so many. I thank you so much for being here. Everybody in chat, thank you all. You guys have been absolutely on fire. Thank you all for being here. Don't forget, after the show, Amy Joe, God loves you, with a little prayer reading. We all could use that. Stay tuned. And with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. Thank you to our guest today, Robert Patrick Lewis, for joining us. And don't forget the website, 1apertorian.com. We will see you guys in about, give me about 20 minutes to reset the stream. We'll have Amy Joe uh, make sure that we get us some spiritual healing here today. So every Monday and Wednesday we do that. Check out the website, uncensoredave.com. God bless you all. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.